Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your 93.3 KJRFM Sports Headlines. All right, boys and girls, Softy and Dick back here. Headlines on a Friday night are brought to you by our friends, of course, at VenueKings.com. We've got a drunk woman next door pulling our microphone off our stand. <laughs> You're trying to fend that off. And standing on a ledge over here. Oh, my gosh. Tickets for Game 3, ALDS tomorrow, VenueKings.com, down to 155 bucks to get in the door for the first playoff game in 21 years in Seattle at T-Mobile Park. Well, how about this? Dodgers and Padres tied at one game apiece. Game three of the NLDS in San Diego, as we speak, is underway. Bottom of the first one out, no score between L.A. and the Pods. And some finals today in baseball. Guardians and Yankees now tied at one. The Guardians get the Yankees 4-2-10. and And the Phillies are up two games to one on the Braves with a 9-1 win in Philadelphia today. The Kraken have collected points in each of their first two games of the season. How about that? How about that? One point in game one, two points for the win last night, 4-1 to one in Los Angeles. Home opener tomorrow night against Vegas. It's not here on 93.3 KJRFM because Dave Softy Muller has a massive ego and has to be on this station, yes. so the Kraken got moved to 950. Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, that's a fact. Uh, baseball, <laughs> some sad news. Former Cy Young Award winner, Hall of Famer Bruce Souter, has passed away at the age of 69 years old. Seahawks, Arizona on Sunday. Gabe Jackson, Al Woods, Artie Burns all did not practice today for the Hawks. Cliff Kingsbury says both running backs, James Conner and Daryl Williams, are out. It's Eno Benjamin getting the start at running back. You mentioned Al Woods with the knee injury. Now, kickoff is at 1 o'clock for the Hawks if the Mariners have been eliminated. It's at 2.30 if the Mariners win tomorrow and force a game four. And don't forget, as Dick said, tomorrow, 10.30 pregame show, 2.30 kickoff, UW-Arizona. A couple of games in college football tonight. SMU leading Navy late second quarter, 13-7. And the matchup everybody has been waiting for, mid-second quarter, Texas-San Antonio 9, FIU nothing from Florida. All right, joining us right now on the radio show, one half of the greatest announcing duo in the history of Pac-12 football. Cam Cleveland with us on the radio show, getting ready for tomorrow's showdown with Arizona and Jaden Delora. Cameron, how are you, pal? What's going on? I'm, I'm doing okay. I need to take deep breaths. Mariners are down 2-0. All right. And then um, mm-hmm. I just sometimes I'm, I'm – I, but look, look, staying positive, staying upbeat, staying excited, but uh, we got to take okay. business in our own hands tomorrow versus this Arizona – or I'm sorry, I almost said Arizona State. Gosh, back-to-back Arizona teams, man. we got to take care and handle it. Yeah, very confusing. This is the third week in a row now, by the way, where we have done a Husky football broadcast head-to-head with a <sighs> Mariner game of Brutal. importance. The first one was Cal Raleigh against UCLA, which literally happened as Cam and I were on the air. The second one was Incredible. the Toronto playoff game against UCLA. Well, they win them both, so and, that's right, good. And now we have this oh. one tomorrow. So maybe that's what this takes, yeah. Cam, is the Huskies playing during a big Mariner game to get the M's to get the win. The problem is the M's are winning, but the Huskies are losing. So do we sacrifice a game tomorrow against mm. Arizona to get a win by the M's against the Astros? That's the question. Well, why can't we have? Why can't we have both? You can't. I mean, is that too you much can't. to ask? Yes, you got to pick. You can one. have both. You no. can have both. No. absolutely, no. you can have no. both. Not in Seattle. You got to pick one. <laughs> that sounds.
sounds just like a softy move right there. That's exactly. Nope. Exactly what one. it is. That's right. That's right. Well, let's uh, let's get to tomorrow, and let's just get your yeah. thoughts, first of all, on what's gone wrong the last couple weeks. 4-0 has turned to 4-2. and Why? What's behind it? Yeah. Oh, man. There's a litany of things, but first of all, road games. Learning how to win on the road. Learning how to finish. I, I think the secondary, too is a big issue. I think that understanding they played a lot of young guys, burned a couple red shirts. I said that earlier in the week. Uh, You just, you're looking at a team that in the second quarter has been a a monster bugaboo in the last two weeks. It's just crazy how you come out and you score in every first drive offensively. And this isn't a team that can't score. I mean, they continue to score. There used to be a fear of um, let's wait and see and hopefully we can play enough defense and be there in the end. But this team can score and it can bounce back. It's just, can they stop? I think mean, last week, too, was watching, which was infuriating at, at the most, was third down conversions and how well Arizona State just stayed on the field with a backup quarterback. And it's frustrating. And, but that's something you're going to have to learn from. They're going to have to get, get healthier. I know talking to Coach DeBoer in the post game, he mentioned, he's like, we got to get healthier. So that's, I mean, that's what, what can you control is being a little bit more aggressive. Do they need to take more chances on defense? But if you're a step away or if you're not able to get to the quarterback, and yet again, you're going to face another quarterback who's as loose with the football as anybody in the country. Uh, he's going to take a crap ton of chances. And I'm okay if maybe maybe you take a couple extra shots at that young man and mm. make sure he remembers. Mm. He makes sure he remembers <clears throat> what it's like to play in Husky Stadium. Because uh, there might have been a few things that happened last time that maybe a few of us aren't really keen with. Well, you're talking about the flag planning, and you are the second former Husky football player to come on this radio station today and talk about that incident. Uh, the first you know well, his name is uh, Hugh Millen, and uh, he said uh, this earlier today, Cam. If I was a, a, a captain of this team, I would, on Friday night, I would just remind our guys, listen, when, Jay, when Delora made that decision, he was a freshman. And, and all the Cougars tell you it was already, uh, uh, everything was all faded complete. He was going to Arizona. Guess what? He was a freshman who knew he was going to play in this damn conference. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to be in Husky Stadium again. He knew it. He wasn't some coward going off uh, on Sunday. He said, guess what? I'm doubling down. I'm going to be in this stadium again. And I don't care. And so you think of the 91 team. You think that he would have done that with Steve Emmons and Hoffman and those guys? And, and, and I would like to think the, the Purple Rain defense, all those guys you said, that no way would a quarterback from Wazoo have the balls to do that. So Washington football players, they have to eat it. They are carrying the torch right now for Washington football that's been around for 100 years. And they had a Cougar quarterback, a freshman Cougar quarterback, go in and think that, that he's going to take up residence at the 50-yard line. That symbol matters. So, that, huh? Cam, is this just a sign of the times wow. that uh, we are no longer wow. living in the 80s and 90s and uh, there will not be any shots taken yeah. at Jaden well, Delora? First of all, we need your well, reaction off, to what you just heard right there, okay. pal. Yeah, you got to right, react so to first, that. First, so first off, let me, let me state this. Let me, let me come clean with my, my initial thoughts on this. Okay. And this is, uh, this, I, how do I say this in a really fun way, in a mindset way? That's two quarterbacks talking a lot of crap. I got one quarterback that planted the flag. I love you. And I got another guy who's intense, and I love that I love that whole thing. Look, they spend their whole time wearing red shirts and making sure. It's time, when I say protect the quarterback in this realm and what it is, I love that as you's all fired up like that because well, it's a different game now. 
So if we're talking headhunting and all that stuff, I'm totally good with doing whatever it is within the means that you need to do to not get kicked out of this football game and not get 15-yard penalties and remind this young man that what he did is so unacceptable that he needs to go to sleep, okay, in a bucket of ice for the next two weeks. How can you do that, though? This is the Pac-12 in 2022. Can you even send a message that doesn't get a flag these days? No, that's my point, Dick. That's exactly my point is that there, there's a right and a wrong way to do things. Uh, this is just we don't have the luxury. This isn't 91. We could, you could pick guys up, spike them on the head, <laughs> break their hand, walk back to the huddle, and then the umpire would say, well, you know what? You still got another hand. You want to get that one too? This is a, it's a completely different deal now. Right. And when, when, first of all, when quarterbacks talk crap, I just kind of laugh. I chuckle. I, I, I chuckle a little bit now because I just, it's like your quarterback. You're protect, who are you going to scare? Who, what are you going to do? Are you afraid? It's like you're going to hide behind daddy in the striped suits and mm. make sure you run backwards? Mm. Blow the whistle. Mm. Blow the whistle. That's exactly what – and that's my humor coming out. But, look, man, there's, there's going to be motivation. Trust me. I don't think – you heard Alex Cook talk about it. There's plenty of motivation for this dude. And this youngster's cocky. He backs it up. But here's my other gut feeling. I don't think that was everybody on the Cougs that felt that way. It doesn't matter. He represented it, and they all charged out there. Mm-hmm. So, but he jumped ship like, like you know, as fast as he could. So do you think that guy has any loyalty in this stuff? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, look, man. So yeah, uh, a lot of Cougar fans would love to see that happen uh, because of the way. Yeah, he... I, I mean, uh, yeah, I got no problems with it. Fine, you like to see it. That's great. Just remember, remember what happens when you put that stuff out there. Just remember yeah, right. that it all comes back. Yeah, well, I, I I agree with that, and you know, look, maybe it makes ZTF or Braylon or Savelle or somebody else get home a little faster. Maybe it makes you fire through a blocker a little better uh, in this game on yeah. uh, on Saturday. Maybe yeah. it makes you wrap up a little tighter in this game on Sunday. Nobody's talking about you know wanting to damage the guy or seriously injure no, him. No, but if he needs it's to it's go home with a chest full of bruises and as you said, live inside an ice bath for two months, I got no problem with that at all. Yeah. No, this is a newsflash to everybody out there. This is a contact, violent sport. You have to be bat s crazy to play it a little bit. You got to be a little messed up in the mind to be able to go out there and sacrifice your body like that. So it is okay to hit people. I love it. And I still, like, like, I almost want to run into a pole right now, but I'm going to end up needing an ambulance. (laughs) But at this point, we need to have that mindset tomorrow at 2.30. No doubt. I've I've been doing the show in the nude since Millen said that at five o'clock. By the way, so yeah, <laughs> very I'm, disturbing. I'm already there with you. Well, Cam Cleveland's wow. with us, and I look. I mean, the same question that we asked you about the Seahawks and their defense, we'll ask you about the Husky defense. Uh, well, what can William Inge and Chuck Morrell do with the personnel they have on hand? It's like, did you ever see? Was it the Apollo 13 movie? When they had the problem with the oxygen. Yeah, and they had to put together stuff right. that they had they on had the to, ship. They yeah. had to build a filter. Yeah. And with you got to MacGyver this thing. Right. We, we got to make this fit into the hole for that using nothing but right. this. So you got to right. take all this stuff that you've got, if you're Chuck Morrell and William Inge, and throw it on the table, spread it out, and create a much better defense than what you've had. What can you do with the stuff you've got? Well, you're going to have to do. I don't know if it's the point where you have to take a crap ton of risks, but within that, in that uh, setting of in the red zone, that's where I look at it. Is that oh, I'm okay with this mindset a little bit sometimes of the move the field 
freedom that you have and play back. Don't give up a big play. But when that time enters into the red zone, you have to do things differently. I don't care if it's some sort of adjustment to be more violent or bring more pressure or create more turnover. Because Jay Miller is going to turn the ball over. Arizona State is going to take risks. You have to capitalize on that and keep them out of the dang end zone. And if that is also in third down conversions, you get in third and long, you ha- there has to be that mindset, 100%. I know they feel that way, but it comes with experience and, and, and understanding it. But the, back, but the back half is also knowing in your hip pocket, you've got an offense that can score anywhere on the field. So that might give the defense a little bit more freedom, and hopefully, hopefully we don't get into a scoring fest and there's a little bit of turnovers. And I'd, I'd, like, to see, I'd like to see a game where I don't need a blowout, but I want to see a mm-hmm. controlled football game. What were they doing defensively the first four games of the season, particularly games three and four against Michigan State and Stanford, that they're not doing over the last two weeks? And you just, a lot of this, they'll get back by osmosis being at Husky Stadium. Yeah, I, Dick, it's, a, it's an excellent question. You got home with a lot of sacks in Michigan State because you were able to cover, and they weren't very good. They had one wide receiver. They were missing their star wide receiver. They had one wide receiver. They intro to the tight ends very much, so they could take chances. You now have faced a UCLA team that, oh, by the way, I guess looks pretty good. Yep. I mean, they do. Their defense looks really good. They can score. They arguably have the best quarterback in the conference right now with DTR. And then you saw versus Stanford, you saw a statue quarterback that didn't move big, yeah. big physical guy, but you knocked him out of the game, and he was able to get home. And that, that was just better. You got home and created pressure. These athletic quarterbacks that can extend plays, and you saw that, even Arizona State falling back, extending the play, moving and creating, that space and that gap, it's, it's hard, man. It is very hard, so you've got to find, find a way to either bring five, and if you're risky enough to put zero coverage or man coverage, right. any help you can do, there's chances. But it, it, look, man, this is the Pac-12 right now. I mean, you can take risks and be willing to do that because you know you have an offense that can score and a team that can put up a lot of points. And I just like to see the running backs get healthy and some of this team in, in the secondary. We're going to see a lot of youngsters playing in the secondary, guys, the rest of this year. We just need to get used to it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I think you need a better game plan from everybody, and that includes Ryan Grubb and Kalen DeBoer. I mean, you can't be taking chances on fourth and two from your own 30-yard line and running a fly sweep to Roma Dunze and asking mm-hmm. Richard Newton and Devin Culp to seal the edge uh, if you want to yeah. give yourself every chance to win a football game because at that point you're giving away free points. But Ryan Grubb was, you know, on top of the world after game four. Michael Penix was on Heisman lists after game four. Yeah. Uh, the offense, uh, you know, from a scoring box score perspective has been fine, but we know that there's a lot more meat, I think, left on that bone the last two weeks on offense. Yeah, I, I think there is, Dave. And also, too, we have to remember where this team came from in a first year and what they were able to do at home and how hard it is to play road football in this conference. Look at everybody else. Look at them, too, right now. You had a USC barely beat Oregon State, and then Oregon State goes and lays a goose egg on the road, too. So these are not this, – this conference and being able to win on the road is hard and finish. And you – it's been, in my mind, in my opinion, it's just the mistakes. It's the penalties in critical situations versus UCLA, the turnovers. Last week, too, critical turnover, a, 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 just an absolute bonkers of a turnover that bounces off an offensive lineman's head and goes straight up in the air perfect. Stuff like that, you're like, really? Holding call 
third down conversions, 100 yards and penalties uh, at UCLA. So these things, you can't beat yourself. Those are 100% correctable. Okay, those are things that you can do. If you can play efficient, quality, clean up those mistakes, that will change this game. That will change the game and change how you the outcome, certainly at the end of the game. You know, Cam, when you look at the, the rushing stats, I mean, you wouldn't know that Richard Newton's got more juice than Wayne Talapapa. They average almost the same yeah. yards per carry, 5.8 versus 5.7. But you just yeah. look at the, the two guys. And and every time Dick Newton comes in, like I'm if I'm kind of half paying attention, I was like, whoa, who was that? Oh, yeah, it was Richard Newton. Yeah. And he just yeah. looks different. Do you think there will be a change in the way the carries are distributed from here on out? Dick, I hope so. I mean, the other thing is, is every time I watch Rich out there, I'm, I'm holding my breath. He doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And that's not his fault because he's playing fast. And then Wayne has an ankle. He like, he doesn't – look, he doesn't drop or, or trip by that land shark in that third down conversion or second down play. We're, they're not at third and one. They don't hand that ball off to Roma Dunze. They got a first down, but he tripped, rolled an ankle, and he was short. Weird. Just weird. And then Richard Newton, I thought he got hurt celebrating or falling <laughs> down, and, and that sucks. And then you have Nixon, who I really like, too. And then you got Cam and all these guys that can make plays. We don't have a true bell cow, like a dominant guy that you can get in there and say, okay, we yeah. don't have that, yeah. the, the, the luxury of it. Will we, will we see a committee? Yeah, and I want Richard out there big time because he does have his feet and he looks fast and explosive, and I just need him to stay healthy. Well, uh, I think the best talent is Cam Davis, but they got to let him run, uh, honestly. And I, I just don't think yeah. they've had a chance to get anybody into a rhythm. So we'll see. But Vegas thinks this is going to be a shootout, Cam. The over-under is, what, 74 in this game on Holy Saturday? Smoke. I mean, do you see that? Holy do you smoke. see a you know a 40-plus, 30-plus type game tomorrow? I see it in the, it from from what these last two teams what they've done. I can't see anything. Watching the last two weeks, I haven't been able to keep anybody under forty points. Yeah. That's scary. Oh. So I, you can't be wrong with that. And if you can look, if you're scoring thirty five, thirty eight points a game as a Husky, you're going all right. We got a shot. We we should be winning. And you're not mm-hmm. in the last two weeks. So yeah, I, I have to agree with them. You got to keep this. You got to keep Arizona State. I mean, sorry, you got to keep Arizona and this Wildcat team. Uh, make them go a long way. Don't do anything dumb on special teams, but yeah, we could see a game 38, 35, 40, 38, somewhere in it, 45. It's, it's crazy to say, but that's just how football feels right now. Well, it just seems like the vibe of this team after four games was like, oh, this team could compete for the Pac 12 championship. And they, it got the vibe got a yeah. little high. And then now after two losses, I think the vibe's gone way too far the other way. Oh, man, they're going to be seven and five. They're going to, you know, struggle to no. win. Look at, look at, they're terrible. I just, huh. I, how do you see the rest of this season playing out? Well, you're in those two losses, you had a chance to, to go in for a go ahead score or tie, or you, you weren't out of the football game. Yes, UCLA felt like it was bad in the third quarter, mm-hmm. but the fight and the desire for that team. So you're not getting your butt hand. You know, like last year, it felt like this, uh, this team. I, I can't even look at yeah. this team right now. It just, it, it, there's a lot of the same guys out there. There's some additions, certainly. But this team has the ability to win every game the rest of the season. As absolutely, they should be in every single game, and they've been that way one touchdown away so far. I don't see that changing at all whatsoever. I don't have any problems yeah. with saying is that you could be an 8-9. You could fit right in there, but just control what you can control. Could, Instead of worrying about what the other teams are doing, you got two losses, you win the rest of your games, you control that one week at a time, 
you're absolutely going to have a shot at the end. And if you don't, then you got a shot at a good bowl game. However that works out, it feels it just feels better moving forward with yeah. the way this program, this organization, the way the coaches have changed it. All right, it's Arizona, by the way. Don't forget that tomorrow. Not, I know, not I Arizona. Keep saying State. Arizona. State, That's okay. But Just get it, get it out of your system now. Yeah, he'll right. see the big A on the get helmet. It, and he'll get know. it out of your system now. All right, man. I'll enjoy it. it. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. Thanks, man. All right, fellas. All right, talk to you later. Cam Cleveland with us. We'll get a break. What do you say we hear from Julio Rodriguez coming off the loss to the Astros yesterday? Emser in the O two hole. Must-win game tomorrow against the Astros. We'll hear from Julio next on 93.3 KJRFM. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk it over. Talk it over. Now back to Football Friday with Softy and Dick. Proudly brought to you by Bud Light. On your home for the 12th man in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, need we say more? Sports Radio 93.3. KJR FM. So here's the cold, hard reality of what we're dealing with right now as Mariner baseball fans. By this time tomorrow, the Mariners could be moving on to game four. Yay! Or they could be done. See you later! (laughs) By this time tomorrow, we'll know. We'll know if we're going to head to a game Sunday on game four or if it is all over for 2022. Julio Rodriguez, the American League Rookie of the Year. Can I say that with all confidence, by the way? Yes, you can. 2022, meeting with the media today before tomorrow's game three. And the media anointed Corey Brock, our friend, to kick things off from the press. I imagine as a kid you watch a lot of playoff baseball on TV and all that, but what has this experience been like going through these games, playing on the road in hostile environments, and just what kind of vibe have you gotten from postseason baseball? It's amazing. It's amazing. I feel like this is the best baseball, the best baseball you can play, and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting being able to uh, play with a fan base so engaged in the game and like going out to basically it's exciting to play in an environment like that and I feel like everybody plays as hard as they can so that's why I'm a big fan of playing the postseason. You've engaged with this fan base since you were in the minors and have had a real affinity and attachment for them. Have you allowed yourself to think of what tomorrow's atmosphere is going to be like with the sold out crowd and this environment that's going to be here? Um, I definitely engage a lot with the uh, Mariners fans uh, coming up and I, I know that I know they're going to be. It's going to be a lot of excitement out there. I cannot wait to step on the field with them, and in the, in the first postseason game in a long time here. I'm definitely excited for that. I know they're going to enjoy. I know they're going to enjoy. Julio, you said it last night, and a lot of the players said it, that you guys are going to come back. You're going to find a way. Why do you believe that this team will come back and, and compete and find a way to win this series? Uh, I just feel like everybody, everybody has been watching the games, and these things didn't go away. In those games, I feel like we did everything we could. I just think we didn't, we just didn't catch a break. I feel like we, we just gonna keep putting the pressure on, keep putting good at bats. I feel like we, we faced pretty much the two best pitchers they got. We put our good games. With respect to them because they're a really good team too. But I feel like we're right there with them. I feel like we got stuff to compete and we got we got enough to turn everything around. 
I saw you retweeted the, the video last week of the, the guys at the, the car dealership that were dancing and doing the circle. I mean, with those guys in particular and even just the fan base as a whole, I mean, seeing the excitement around town, um, I mean, what does it mean just to you and your, your first year here to have delivered and to have people that excited? Uh, I feel like that's what it's everything about. I feel like if you see that the, the, the genuine joy that the Mariners fans show for the love of the game and... It's just amazing. I feel like that's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, just playing for them because this is a really fun fan base to play for. They're a really fun fan base. I feel like that's why I feel like this is probably one of the best places to play to because just how genuine the love for the team is. And you can see in that video, they were just at a dealership right now and doing the little will we do whenever we win the game. I feel like there's not, not a better example than that right there. Julio, throughout the regular season, whether it was the home run derby or the, the late inning homers, you seem to just kind of drown out the pressure. How much has that mentality helped you and to take into the postseason where the pressure is as high as it's going to be? I feel like a lot, man. I feel like in those situations, if you're afraid to give give your best shot, then you're not going to get a better result. You know, I feel like if you don't give your best in those situations, even though you, you can be nervous or whatever, but I feel like that doesn't have to get in the way of what you're trying to do. I feel like never just a feeling, but I feel like if you find a way to manage that feeling and just keep on going and keep on being yourself in those special moments, I feel like you're going to deliver. And I find it fun. I find it fun being able to get those clutch hits or whenever everybody is against you and it's just you and the pitcher right there in the box. I feel like it's just fun whenever everybody just against you and you come out on top. Julio Rodriguez has been on base in every postseason game so far. Uh, he's hitting two fifty uh, with a nine hundred OPS, uh, two doubles, a triple, a couple RBIs, and has not gone yard yet. But when he gets on base, he's a problem, right, mm-hmm. for opposing pitchers. There's no question about that, even with the bad back. So I think he's done just fine. Uh, the problem is they need more than Julio Rodriguez uh, to beat a team like the Houston Astros. And the poll you put out today. Update on the poll is talking about exactly that, and I wonder if opposing pitching staffs actually are concerned about this offense. Yeah, I heard Puck talking today about how, you know, they need more impact bats. They probably only have two or three guys that that strike the fear into Astro pitchers, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, while his, his thought process is exactly right, they need more of them, I, mean, I think he's I think he's being really aggressive saying they've got two or three. Mm-hmm. And so the poll I put out was how many Mariners hitters truly strike fear in Astros pitchers? Zero, one, two, or three or more. And the winner barely was two with 34%. 33% said one. Uh, 22% said zero. And 11% right. said three or more. I would say probably one. Okay. And that it's probably Julio Rodriguez. He certainly will strike more fear as we go through the years over the next five or six years. But I just don't see anybody close to a Jordan Alvarez, et cetera, on yeah. this baseball yeah. team. Well, because there's not. And yeah. the, and I, I think it depends on context. Like, Eugenio Suarez, I think, is a totally different animal with men on than the bases empty and two outs, for example, mm-hmm. right? If I'm a pitcher and I'm facing Suarez with men on, I'm pitching him totally differently because there's only one guy that's got more home runs than him in like the last four years, and it's Aaron Judge with the Yankees. That's it. So I I think he could be one of them. Ty France could be one of them. Julio is one of them. Hanniger could be one of them. There's a lot of could-bes on this baseball team. 
And to have a really, really great offense, you cannot have a lineup full of could-bes. Yeah. You have to have a lineup of R's. Yeah. And the Astros have a lineup of R's. So I think over the offseason, no matter what happens this year, there's two things you got to do. Number one, you got to go out and get some help. Like, they need an upgrade at shortstop or second or both of them over the offseason. I think their DH could use an upgrade. Uh, are they going to keep Haniger? Or is he going to walk? If they are going to keep Haniger, got to find a way to get the most out of him. Somebody on this baseball team has got to find a way to unlock Ty France for six months. Because if you can unlock Ty France for six months, he can be a badass you-know-what for this baseball team. So there's a lot of work to be done. But I agree with you more than I would Puckett. I, I don't think the Astro pitchers look at this lineup and think, oh, my God, anybody in this mm-hmm. lineup can beat us. Because they know what their own lineup looks like. I mean, I think when we we got to separate like a guy like Hanniger with a guy like Cal Raleigh because oh, sure. Cal, Cal Raleigh has the opportunity and right. he's young enough to be eventually a guy that strikes fear into the uh, into the hearts of pitchers. A guy like Hanniger, you know what he is? He's a good baseball player. Right. That's it. Right. He's a right. good baseball player. And if he wants any more money than what a good thirty plus year old baseball player should get, forget about it. Ty France, I I mean. I like him. I want him on this team. I think he is what he is, and that is a good baseball player. I don't see the potential in Ty France that maybe some other people do of being like a perennial All Star type guy. I just, I just don't. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think and you're maybe selling him way maybe, short. Maybe I am. I think you're maybe selling I am. Him way I think short. he's a, I yeah. think he's a good baseball player, but he has not shown, like you mentioned, nearly the consistency yeah. to to be considered a star. Well, he's only been a regular starter for two years. That's right. Uh, this That's is right. the second time he's done it. All right. And but he's twenty eight. He's not a young no, guy. I get it. I get it. But uh, but he never was given a shot. I mean, right. Edgar Martinez wasn't given a shot until he was twenty seven years old. He became a damn Hall of Famer. I'm not saying I expect Ty France to be a Hall of Famer, but we've seen spurts out of Ty France. There's no question about that. And you need more than spurts. And I think he's got the right approach. I think he has the ability to be a three-tool guy at the plate. Um, But they've got to find a way to get that unlocked. And part of getting that unlocked, Dick, may be finding him more help in the lineup around him. Absolutely. Uh, I would love to see what this guy could do with a much better hitter behind him. You think Jordan Alvarez likes or dislikes Alex Bregman hitting behind him? That certainly helps his game. Yes. Absolutely. So I I I I wonder what like the 96-97 Mariners. Take Edgar, take Griffey, take Buner, take A-Rod. And some of those guys were so unbelievable it wouldn't have mattered. It's probably a bad example, but spread those guys out all around baseball and don't let them hit in the same lineup together mm-hmm. and watch how pitchers stay away from them. Right. Right. But you can't when you got guys like Bregman and Altuve and Alvarez and Pena in the same damn lineup. So I think to me, that is almost the best thing you can do for a guy like Ty France is get him some damn help. Yep. And, and Julio Rodriguez. And this is the time. This is the year to do it. This free agency class right. is the year to do it. And you have you got to bring in at least two big-time bats to this offense. Right. Via right. trade, via free agency, what have you. It's probably going to end up being one and one. Right. I think they trade for one. 
and they sign a big name free agent, and then you should be pretty close. I'm not going to say you're Houston yet, right? But you should be pushing 100 wins if you do that. Well, look, Carlos Correa had a decent year, not a phenomenal year, but a decent year. 834 OPS, 22 bombs, 64 ribbies. Started off slow. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see him find a way to Seattle. The guy playing shortstop for the Dodgers right now, but the Dodgers will probably break the bank to keep Trey Turner. Yep. I think your middle infield needs some help, right? There, there's no doubt. I think that's where you start. I love Correa. If Hanniger's gone, yeah. you look at right field and you look at designated hitter. I, I think Ty France and Suarez are locked in at first base and third base for next year. And then Crawford, because he's making $11 million a year, probably gets the first shot at shortstop. But you can move him to second if you bring a guy in like Correa or Trey Turner. So I'm totally with you. This is the time. Everybody kept talking about, well, this team doesn't deserve it. They don't deserve going out and spending big money. They don't deserve going out and trading big prospects for big-time players. That is no longer the case. That's right. On that's either right. front. No, that's so exactly get right. it done this offseason. All right, we're going to break. 639, a little DPI action for you. You want to find out what's going to happen in the Mariner game and the Seahawks game on Sunday? Never mind Troy Wins or Lee Sterling or DickFane.com. <laughs> Dixon Fane, the 11-year-old kid? 12. 12-year-old yeah. kid has the answer to what's going to happen this weekend. This is like getting the newspaper a day early. Mm -hmm. That's how good this guy's been. Savant. We'll check that out next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk it over. Talk it over. Now back to Football Friday with Softy and Dick. Proudly brought to you by Bud Light. On your home for the 12th man in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, need we say more? Sports Radio 93.3. KJR-FM. All right, uh, let's get to it. We'll check the text one more time before Seattle Sports Live, baby, coming up with Fox 13 at 7 o'clock tonight. But uh, as is tradition, unless there's a Mariner postgame show like yeah. there was a week ago, we give you the mind of a 12-year-old boy, which in some places sounds kind of creepy. <laughs> Not on this show, because we need as much help as we can get when it comes to handicapping these sporting events over the weekend. The DPI was preempted. Due to the Mariner postgame show last mm. week, and mm. uh, that mm. is exactly where our moderator, Aubrey Fain, began the conversation. Hi, it's Aubrey, and we're here with... Dixon. You got both of your picks right last week, the Seahawks and the Mariners. But Dad and Softy didn't get to play it on the air, so do you think you should get credit for your correct picks? I think I should get credit. I haven't got a pick right all season, and I finally got I finally got a pick right, and you guys didn't have time to play it on the air? <laughs> okay, it's time to stay on a hot streak. Now, who do we have this week? We have the Arizona Cardinals at home. Are they good? They haven't shown that they're the team they were last season, but I do think they have some talent on their team. What's better, their defense or their offense? Well, their defense has Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, and J.J. Watt. And, and their offense does have uh, Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins still has one more week left of suspension, so we don't have to worry about him. But the running backs are hurt, so that's a plus for us. 
Okay, it's time now for the DPI. What's your percentage? I think after a loss we shouldn't have had last week, I think the Seahawks are going to come through and our defense is going to have a good game and the Seahawks are going to win 53% to 47%. You think we're going to win? Yeah, I think we're going <laughs> to pull it off this week. And now for the Mariners. What's happened? Well, it all started on Tuesday when the Mariners got off to a great start with four runs early. But then the Houston did a good job bringing it back to a two-score game. And then we tried to put Robbie Ray in, and we just gave up a home run and lost the game. And yesterday, the same guy killed us again with the home run. Our pitcher just has to shut him down on Saturday, just walk him. We can't give up those home runs anymore. How do you think this series is going to end? Well, Saturday, we're going to have a sold-out crowd, and I think playing at home really helps us so I think that we might get a, I think we're gonna get a win Saturday but then I think we're gonna lose the next game Astros in four. One, two, three. Go Seahawks and Mariners! Oh that's cute I like it all right so he likes the M's to yeah. win tomorrow but lose on Sunday and the Hawks to win on Sunday against Arizona and they're getting points I mean unless you want to obviously uh, play the money line and uh, go ahead and uh, increase mm-hmm. your uh, your value a little bit, but just take the two and a half. What the hell? So he There's would no vote on the other poll we got going on. How well, you got many two polls happening yes, at one time? You it's can't a, have two polls at one time. You're a married dick man. Poll, Come on, dueling dick poll on wow. the uh, on Twitter right now. Jeez, that uh, is really gross. How many combined uh, wins mm. from the Mariners, Seahawks, and UW football this week? Let's assume that he thinks okay. the two touchdown okay. favorite Huskies are going to win. Okay. So then he said three wins. Right. He said the Seahawks uh, win one, Mariners yeah. win one, UW win one. Yeah. The poll, uh, the outcome, it is over now, and. Two was the highest answer at 35%. Then zero to one. A lot of negative Nellies out there, 24%. Uh, 23% said three, and 18% says it's going to be a sweep this weekend. Two Mariner wins, a Seahawk win, and oh my God, what will will we be doing on Monday if we get all that to happen? Uh, We'll We'll be naked, first of all. No, we would be doing all football because nobody would be listening Monday at 2 (laughs) o'clock. In game five, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) Well, you know, the problem is, is I look at Arizona, both Arizona teams, the Cardinals and the Wildcats, and I got to think that if we're flipping this around, doing a show from their perspective, if we're talking about the Arizona Wildcats, if we're Wildcat honks or Cardinal honks, we're saying here's a chance for our offense to get right and put Mm -hmm. up some big crooked number against Washington's defense and against Seattle's defense. So the problem is when you get into a shootout, which I think both these games may be, by the way, you might want to do a parlay on the over on both games uh, tomorrow and on Sunday. Anything can happen, right? You're going you're gonna to kind of invite that door to be open just a little bit for something crazy to happen in the fourth quarter. So I wouldn't be stunned if the Huskies lost and the, and the Seahawks lost to Arizona. be more surprised if the Huskies lost and the Seahawks, yes, for course, sure. Huskies are 14-point favorites. But I think, again, if I'm with a Wildcat or I'm the Cardinal fan in me, I would be saying there's a chance to get right. So the text line is blowing up right now. Uh, let's see on the on the on the Millen rant earlier today. Uh, Hugh is going off. Says the four two five. Let's see. This guy says there's nothing I like more than a coked up Hugh Millen. Who was on 
<laughs> and that's what he sounded like when he went bananas at 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, as a diehard coog, there's nothing sweeter than how pissed off you all are by Delora. You all deserve that pure arrogance. Uh, 206, Delora is going to plant another flag in your ass on Saturday. Wow. 425, Delora could win again in Husky Stadium. He could. Uh, 253, if Geno Smith keeps this up, his numbers towards the second half of the year, he'll get a three-year deal, and the Hawks will take a quarterback early in the second round next year. So I think a lot of Cougar fans are reveling in how much the flag planting bothered us last year, and that's fine. I would revel in it, too, if I were you. But don't forget, this guy dumped you like a bad freaking habit. Apparently dumped you during the bowl game mm-hmm. last season. And I, I know a lot of Cougar fans, including the guy that does one to three, who's just as pissed off at Delora as Husky fans are. Well, I'm always more despondent when the Cougars beat a good Husky team. And that does not happen very often. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, like no. almost never happens. The last I, really good team they beat was the 97 team. That's right. So yeah. you're going 25 years back since they beat a good team. I, I, I don't get that despondent when a 4-7 and seven awful, crumbling Husky team that's fired their coach loses the Apple Cup. I don't get that despondent when an 0-10 team at the time right. loses the Apple Cup. I just don't. The only times I've been despondent, really, that I can remember, Ryan Leaf, and Brandon Gibson. Snowball. And Snowball. Yeah. I mean, those are good Husky teams that the Cougars beat. They just don't beat yeah. good Husky yeah. teams no, anymore. No, they don't. And look, I mean, I, I don't like losing to them anytime because I got to work with these morons and rubbing no, it's elbows. It's way worse when them. we're good. Well, of lose. course. But they're annoying as hell to begin with. And then you add an Apple Cup victory, it's like putting gas on a fire. So I get it. But let's go get them tomorrow. Uh, go get the uh, the Cats uh, uh, tomorrow. The, uh, the M's and Astros. Going to be a crazy weekend. Seattle Sports Live with Fox 13 is next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.